0: 360, The show of lively banter about travel, tourism, and entertainment for the voiceless traveler. I am your co-host, Michael Gordon-Bennett, and I am joined, as always, by the man from Barbados via the Big Apple, Dave Cumberbatch. Dave, uh, I don't know what the temperature is in New York right now, but it is 103 degrees where I sit in Las Vegas.
1: I'll tell you, Michael, you can keep that temperature. Uh, It's about 75 degrees here now in New York, and that is really warm for us here. Uh, as, you, as you well know, everything is everything is relative. <laughs> so while 75, you'll probably laugh at me and say, 75, you wish you had that. We're uh, just coming the, from um, 50-something and 40-something degree temperatures. <laughs> Fahrenheit, of course.
0: Look, it's about 5 p.m. when we're recording this in New York City right now. And our high temperature, uh, or my temperature, rather, when I woke up this morning at 5, was already 82 degrees.
1: I'll... I'll tell you, I mean, this, this topic today is about uh, brides. I'll tell you, I, I want to share an experience with you. I attended a, 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 a bridal party once outdoor here, outdoors <laughs> here in New York. And the temperature, I believe, was somewhere hovering, hovering somewhere around 80 degrees Fahrenheit. And we were sweating.
0: You know, a lot of people get married over the summer and I've always wondered about how they deal with the heat part of that, especially in warm weather climates like where I live. Um, or, you know, even in parts of California, once you get away from the ocean, the weather's quite warm. And um, uh, it it always I always wondered, I mean, why would you want to stand outside in the tux and just start pouring sweat before the uh, the uh, man says I do? <laughs>
1: Well, uh, it's not that time that I'm referring to. That was unusual for that time of year. I think it was February, if I'm not mistaken. And um, oh, man, it felt like where you are right now. (laughs)
0: Well, um, honestly, I think it's one of the reasons why we stay indoors. But, you know, a lot of people here in Vegas, they don't seem to be bothered by the heat. I I am. It it still bothers me. I don't want to hear anything about, well, there's no humidity. 103 is 103. Uh, I don't care about the humidity.
1: (laughs) is that is that one of the reasons why why you're not married But well, you can come to new york 75 is pretty cool for you you can get married <laughs> here in new york i'll, I'll make gotta, sure I'll, I'll make sure that you're well taken care of i mean you'll be fine here
0: yeah you're gonna keep trying that and it's not gonna work <laughs> anyway before we get into today's um discussion about the bridal industry just a couple of quick notes um we would like to hear from all of you listening to our show we are we actually uh schedule some of you to appear on our show if you have some great travel stories that you're not afraid to share with us and you can send that stuff to contact at tripcast360.com it could be a, a great travel experience that you had anywhere in the world uh, you know singles travel family travel uh uh whatever it is just let us know and if it's something you're comfortable sharing we may invite you to be a guest on our show but even if you're not on the show directly we also have a spot on our website where we actually post travel stories from people so please sim- submit those to us and uh, don't forget to have uh anybody who's listening to this podcast share us with your friends have them subscribe And we're also on all the social media platforms uh, of import, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And also, if you go to our website at TripCast360.com, you will see not only a synopsis of this show, but you'll see things that will be coming up in the future, such as travel deals and stuff like that. So we invite you to participate with us interactively, and and please uh, follow us.
1: We're actually looking to introduce another segment on our show. We'll call that On the Lighter Side, and that's where we'll discuss things that are a bit lighter, things that are funny, things that just make us laugh.
0: In this day and age, we can use all the laughter we can get. You notice Dave and I have intentionally avoided a lot of COVID here in this intro segment. Uh, we are going to touch on that a little bit in, in, uh, when we introduced our guests momentarily, but uh, uh, I would suspect that most of you are probably tired of talking about COVID. I mean, we still have to address it, but on the lighter side is our way of ending each show and, and just giving you a little laughter, and we're going to introduce that segment uh, in a couple of weeks. You ready to uh, get with our guest Dave
1: she's got a wealth of knowledge and I'm looking forward to hearing to hearing her
0: all right well without further ado to discuss the current state of the bridal industry we are joined by Friend of the show, the digital instigator herself, Lynn Cooper. Lynn is an award-winning visionary and managing partner of Socially Ahead, a marketing company whose clients include Procter & Gamble, Disney, iTunes, Essence, and Hilton. I think it's um, no secret that uh, COVID has pretty much shut down this industry. Lynn, what are you seeing um, in, in the bridal and honeymoon industry uh, going forward?
2: So I've only literally been working within the bridal industry for the last six months. I'm currently working with a brand called Signature Bride. We are one of the few black bridal magazines that are out there. We are still print and digital. So I was really excited um, to, to come on board. We were making amazing you know, progress as far as um, advertisers or content and, and building users. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and it literally shut down everything. I mean, with social distancing, with not being able to have more than six to 10 people at a space, you know, brides from all over the world have really had to force either cancel or postpone their big day. And, you know, I don't know, for me, I I guess as a woman, I'm not going to just be sexist about it, but, you know, getting married and spending all that time and money and effort into putting all this together to have it be basically ripped away from you is painful. Very, very painful.
1: Are you working with couples i'm not sure the details in terms of how you work with brides are you working with couples and having them to make a decision whether to go ahead with the wedding or whether to cancel
2: so with with the magazine we we really wanted to figure out how we could be a resource um and so we partnered up with with different planners around the country and started to get some ideas about whether you should postpone or cancel your wedding based upon You know, it was a destination wedding or if it was, you know, something in your backyard, but you needed to make the proper planning and arrangements. A lot of people have chosen to postpone, um, which is great. Others have chosen to uh, have virtual weddings. And just for for the thing that I I need to stress that I learned that was really mind-blowing to me is you can't get legally married on Zoom. And so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there there's a there's a there's a mistake there where people are like, "Oh, I'm getting married by Zoom." No, it doesn't really work that way. Um I was thankful to stumble upon a black-owned company called WebWed Mobile. They were on Shark Tank uh, a few years ago. They provide the only destination that you can actually get married on in a virtual environment because it's completely secu- it's their own secure platform um that they're able to do, to do this. So now, you know, you don't need to wait uh, to do it if you don't want to. You can literally have all of your family and friends legally come and, you know, watch you virtually.
0: And it's called Web Wed Mobile? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've never heard of that. I've heard, I've, I keep up with a lot of things. I've never heard of that.
2: <laughs> Very new.
1: That's why Lynn is here. She's giving us an education.
2: (laughs) They've been working on this platform for the last, uh, I think, like six years. Um, I believe the owners, uh, the husband is uh, an IT person and the the wife is an an attorney by trade. And so they have gotten this down to a complete science when it comes to how to get married um, online. And actually, from what I understood, you know, since Cuomo made an announcement about You know, being able to get married on Zoom, they had to step in and say, oh, no, no, you cannot, but you can work with us. (laughs) I mean, this whole epidemic, unfortunately, has worked out for them.
0: Do you see, and I I don't even know the answer to this, you know, question or even if it makes any sense, but do you see any permanent changes post-COVID to the the industry after this?
2: Um, I think that, you know, people are going to be, like you said, a little, a little precautious when it comes to to travel, possibly. Um, I think this has also been a a wake-up call for for a lot of businesses. I've seen a lot of, from the designer aspect, um, I've seen a lot of designers offering um, virtual uh, fittings for dresses, and then shipping out three and four dresses to that potential bride, having her try them on and then send them back. So it's, it's literally like they're finding new business models. Um, even big designers have turned around and, you know, stopped making dresses and are making masks. So I think there's going to be changes from a more, um, human aspect, if that makes sense. I think, you know, while this is all, you know, terrible overall, I, hopefully what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a lot of humanity happen again. I think we've gotten, we got a little too selfish and I think this is a great time. Like love conquers all. The Congress, absolutely everything. So at the end of the day, I think that we're going to, hopefully, I'm seeing a shift from a lot of people within the bridal industry as far as changing their, their rules and regulations that they have before as far as when it comes to booking and or changing the methods in which they do business and caring about people.
1: And Lynn, how is Signature Brides supporting their readers who are wrestling with the decision to postpone or even reschedule their weddings?
2: Um, so literally on the website, like I said, we, we created like four and five different articles um, for a lot of the brides that reached out to us trying to answer all their questions. But the thing that we did to not only help the brides, but help the the uh, brands that are out there that service these type of clients, is we created a wedding giveaway sweepstakes. Um, and so we literally took vendors from uh it's fenty beauty and we've got uh, rome luggage which is an amazing luggage company if you guys haven't checked them out yet uh custom luggage um web, web, web uh, giveaways um there's so many different brands that wanted to help and support first responders so we actually just um found our couple that uh, entered our contest last week um, and we're going to give them a $10,000 wedding and honeymoon in 2021. And not only does this keep, you know, momentum going and keeping hope alive with people, but it still keeps the the brands on the top of the mind when it comes to the consumer.
0: Oh, so I got to wait till 2021 to get
1: married, huh? I saw in a recent article, an, an associated image with uh, an Indian couple getting married and they're both wearing face masks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty unusual.
2: There is some amazing companies out there now, like even some of those, those uh, designers I was telling you about, they are sending you a free like satin type mask to match your dress. Um, I, I think it's just brilliant at this point. Um, I've seen a couple of uh, people on Etsy, like making ones that are sewn in, like just say Miss and Mr. on it or just Mary. Like people are, you know, taking advantage of, of, of this. It's not letting them, they're not getting stopped by COVID. It's like, I love my man, or I love my woman. Let's go. <laughs> so, how about
1: the kiss? Do they still, I mean, they pull the mask on the kiss? I would imagine that's part of the wedding,
2: Yes, yeah. I, I like, you know, the thing is, like, I've literally only seen now the virtual weddings that I have seen, um, have literally just been that particular couple in the room, and then everyone else is plugged in, you know, through, through the platform. Yeah. Um, they're still all dressed like they would be, and they still all do their parts like they would, but. It's just, you know, the social distancing side of it. But definitely, like, I I can't uh, say this enough. I I kind of have to say this. I saw a couple the other day. They both had masks on in the store, and their child didn't have one on. Wow. Uh. It just it it irked my soul to the core. But you know, I just kind of asked, "You guys not don't have any masks?" And they were like, "For her." And they were like, "No, we can't find them for her." And I was like, "Well, maybe y'all should leave her in the car. or One of y'all stay in the car." Like, yeah. Like, i think we're not taking we're not taking it seriously especially when it comes to our little ones don't we have to keep keep them masked up
0: yeah that, that that that's scary in and of itself um i am my um, girlfriend's niece is actually getting married in august this was planned um eight nine months ago long before there was a, such a thing as covid and they're in um we're going to colorado for their wedding um but i have not spoken to them about their honeymoon plans <laughs> Uh, are you seeing anything through your work with Signature that indicates that there's going to be some sort of mini recovery over the summer months uh, with in-person weddings and honeymoons?
2: Absolutely. Um, I'm seeing a lot. A lot of people, you know, planning. If it is, it's going to be August forward um, that I, that I am seeing. Um, I think that they're just reducing the number of people that are going at this point. Um, so I'm seeing instead of, you know, the entire bridal party, I'm seeing ones where, you know, it'll be, you know, the parents and, you know, the best band and maid of honor and just that small and small, I think it's just going to be intimate at this okay. point.
0: Okay. And on the honeymoon front of, what are you seeing in that arena as we go into August and September?
2: I think people are going to be on their honeymoon by then. Um, I, I think a lot of people, I think the only issue that people are going to run into at this point is if they you know, their honeymoon was planned for, you know, March or April. They have to rebook and they're going to run into those folks that are, you know, going to be traveling and already booked for August and September. Um, so that, that might be the only um, problem that I see happening. But I really think that by September, October, like in the fall, I think we're I think you're going to see things going back in the spring when it comes to honeymoons. But I, like I said, I think it's going to be more people are going to take more precaution about where they're going. They may or may not travel to a particular country depending on how they handled the, the epidemic and what that particular outfit is. But I think like, you know, like the Caribbean look right now, looks amazing um, as, as somewhere to go. Um, if I was thinking of, you know, something that is not too far away and hop, skip it a jump to go and still be warm and beautiful beaches.
0: Yeah, the people of the Caribbean would appreciate that, given that their high season in tourism took a big hit with this. Um, that that's actually good news.
2: You know, and I, I'm on a lot of different groups too, with you know within Facebook, and you know a lot of there's a there's a, a black bridal, black destination bridal um, Facebook group, and there's thousands of women in there, and like that very same question literally comes up at least twice or three times a week, and the response has been positive from a lot of women that are in the group. So I think that, you know, like I said, they're playing it safe, but they're ready to go. I think we're, we've, we're all, you know, a little, uh, tired of being grounded.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Tired of being grounded. That's a good way of phrasing that. Um, on us the same question, but on a different timeline, we're looking at possibly a second wave of COVID slash corona at one of the most inopportune times for the wedding industry, and that would be Valentine's Day uh, coming mm. up in 2021. Um, I know you're just having informal conversations with people, uh, they're, they're, they're a little more fearful of that round of COVID than they are this round of COVID. And I'm wondering if you're having any uh, impacts that you see uh, in the bridal and honeymoon industry at that time.
2: You know, that's a great question. I, I think like you said, there's a lot of uncertainty at this point um, and we're watching, you know, even some states that are opening back up here, spiking with cases. Um, so while I would hope that everyone gets back, you know, in, I think that we also just need to be realistic and do what's best for your own individual situation and for and to protect other people, too. I think the bigger thing that we're not really thinking about is this is not just about us, this is about protecting other people um, because you can be completely asymptomatic, you know, and still and, and be able to pass to someone. Right. So this is, you know, we have to stop being selfish almost and kind of thinking about humanity as a whole.
1: And what are some of the direct questions signatures getting from their clients and vendors?
2: As far as the the industry is concerned, or or the as brides far, themselves.
1: As as far as the industry is concerned, at this time.
2: It's a lot of panic. Um, you know, I talked to to a lot of vent, bridal vendors and other um, magazine publishers as well. They rely heavily on advertising, and that has come to a complete standstill for many of them. Um, so a lot of them, you know, I'm a fearful. Like you're watching you know, big publications from the Condé Nast of the world or, or, or her, they're, they're laying off people. So for smaller, you know, the bridal industry is very, very small. And so especially when it comes to the, to the magazine side of it, um, even though it's a, it's a billion dollar industry, I don't know if some of them are going to be able to survive. Right. And that's what the fear, the fear right now is survival.
0: As regards to following up on Dave's question, what are some of the questions you're getting from brides and grooms?
2: um they really want to know if it's safe enough for them to be able to have their wedding should they really really be concerned um how should they deal with elderly family members um especially who aren't willing to travel at this point or those who um aren't willing to travel but are technology, tech, technology inept you know how, how you make sure that they're able to still participate um people want to know you know can they go to the courthouse if they can't go to the courthouse where can they go how do they change their name you know, since a lot of these organizations, you know, are shut down um, a lot of people. The other thing that's kind of messing up everything is the inability to get your passport at this point. If you haven't gone out and gotten it at this point, you're, you're kind of going to be in a hold. And so I think we're, we're really concerned about what govern- government organizations are doing, what tourist boards are doing, what brands are doing. How are we going to be safe and how are we going to move forward? It's a lot of fear and uncertainty at this point. I feel for them. I really do.
0: Yeah, it, uh, the passport thing, I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, I, you know, obviously, I've had a passport for decades. So, you know, it's a matter of just submitting it and waiting the three or four weeks for it to come back. But for somebody who's new to the passport process. Yeah, I, I can see where that can really jam up anybody's wedding plans. I mean, we still have you know, the last stat that I saw, and it's dated, so I apologize to the listeners for this, but I think less than 20% of Americans even have a passport. So sometimes when you go on your honeymoon or have a wedding internationally, that's the first time you've been out of the country.
2: Mm-hmm. You're right. For a lot of people, that is their introduction um, to traveling. So my definitely advice right now is if you if you're up for renewal for your passport, uh, please go online and put your paperwork in. They have services now that will FedEx you back and forth your old one to get the old one out um, and get that done. And if you don't have it at all, do not wait. Um, the earlier you put it in, the more likely you are to get it back. Um, but it's going to be a wait process.
1: I actually read that there, uh, Jamaica is requesting a passport certificate. Basically, what it is is that, you know, it says that you're to be free before you can actually travel there.
2: Like an immunity. Yeah, the immunity certificate. Yeah. I think that's going to be the norm. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think so, too. And I think it's going to have a detrimental effect. Um, I, you know, the immunity certificate is kind of one of those things that's hard to wrap your head around when you know that there's just not enough testing globally to even get one of those. Um, I mean, you could be immune, you know, I mean, if you've had COVID, obviously we're assuming science hasn't even proven this yet, but we're assuming you've developed antibodies. So you won't get COVID again, or at least wait 10 years before it sneaks back up on you. Um, So, you know, that's a lot for the travel and tourism and wedding industry in particular to digest, to figure out how to, to pull this off and you know, you get a certificate and then, you know, a week later, you know, you're, you're in contact with somebody who has COVID, you know, you could be carrying it. We don't know. It's just not enough information. And I think that's the thing that's scaring everybody off. We just don't have information.
1: We are, we are, we are reacting. Governments are reacting. Everyone is in a, re- is, is in a reactive mode, mode at the same because we don't know. We just don't know. We just react.
0: Yeah, and that's true. And prior to COVID, what were you seeing as some of the hot honeymoon destinations? And as a a follow-up, are some of those still destinations that appeal in the post COVID environment from those that you've actually heard from?
2: That's a great question. Um trying to think from the post side, that one I want to give make sure I give you a good answer on. Um definitely the hot destinations still are um, Mexico. A lot of people are definitely um, looking into uh, Morocco. I've seen a lot of travel to Morocco. I've seen a lot of travel to Bali, Fiji, um, Thailand. I'm um, seeing some even uh, St. Lucia, I've seen a lot. Um, oh, and Brazil. Um, but it really all it really all depends. Now Brazil, I don't see I think I don't see anybody really traveling to Brazil. Um, if you're watching, I don't know if anyone's watching how they're handling the pandemic, but they're not handling it very well no. at all. And so I can't see myself, you know, um, going, going to Brazil right now. Mexico also concerns me for their late and delayed responses to it. Um, I've got, you know, several friends there that, that have shared with me, you know, that they, they initially did not take it seriously at all. And so people were still out and about for quite some time. I mean, even, there were a lot of people that were also escaping, you know, LA or like, well, you know, San Diego and going over the border because they needed quote unquote freedom because they were tired of being contained in their house. And that fear of them just, you know, walking across the border or driving across the border, being completely asymptomatic or vice versa. And then coming back and bringing it to, to their friends and family here in the States. So I, I think there's going to, I, yeah, those two are on my list right now that I know, I can't see them going to China right now. It's going to be a lot of things that are just going to slow down Italy as much as I love Italy. Like, you know, I think that, that, that's going to be, A slow pullback for them when it comes to
0: tourism. Uh, Yeah. Um, And especially in the northern part of the country. I mean, uh, what happened in Italy was was beyond the shame. I mean, you know, for somebody who I've always wanted to go to Italy, I have never been. It's one of the, you know, for a kid who spent three years living in Europe when I was a child, Italy was the one destination my family never got to. And now I'm sitting here uh, on pins and needles. I've got a lot of friends who've been to Italy and they love it. Now I'm sitting here wondering, you know, when is Italy going to be safe to travel to? Forget that they're just now reopening. I'm just talking about getting on a plane and going to Italy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know within the black community, in particular, Italy was, is a, a hot destination. I've, I've yeah. got tons yeah. of friends who are African-American who love Italy.
2: Oh yeah. That, and, you know, you know, and even for, for me, like on, on my, on my end, you know, um, my daughter was graduating this year, so she wasn't able to, gonna be able to have her graduation. We were supposed to take her to Paris for her graduation gift, you know? And so, you know, how, how do I tell a child, a teenager that I can't take them somewhere Ooh. and be able to, to explain all this to them? So I think, like you said, we're, we're being really precautious at this time, but I think like, you know, once everything, you know, starts to, we go through our next wave, as you know. You know, China and, and Europe are going through the second wave now. I think, as we get more information, we get more details. I think that you know, people will get back out and traveling, um, and see the world. And if you, and if you know, and if you have been sitting at home this entire time, before when you you had vacation time, you didn't use it. I hope that this spurs you to want to travel, because you've been sitting for so long, not taking that vacation time.
0: Preach. Preach. I love it. (laughs) Preach. Keep talking like that. Um, You know, the the cultural value you get from seeing uh, other places around the world is an education that you cannot duplicate.
1: Correct.
2: You're absolutely right.
1: Are you seeing mass cancellations or are you seeing rescheduling?
2: Ooh, it's probably a toss-up of both. Um, You know, initially, people were you know, just postponing or because they weren't allowed to cancel. If you remember like the beginning of this, a lot of um, places were not um, allowing you to get a refund. In fact, there's a really big story out of Los Angeles County. Um, There was a woman who was told by a resort in Jamaica that she couldn't get back her $20,000 that she had spent on her wedding um, at all, nor were they going to postpone it. They were just going to take it and call it an act of God. (laughs) <laughs> in, um,
0: in, other words, in other words they're hiding behind the force majeure clause in those contracts
2: right absolutely well she took to social media and then she got hooked up with the news and well let's just say she got part of her, her money back and she's got her thing rescheduled for, for <laughs> next year but um you know the other thing that i keep seeing is i had a conversation yesterday with another uh bride who was telling me that her her, her husband literally once the tickets started dropping, you know, on all these different airlines, they just bought random tickets to random places, and I was like, "That sounds great in theory," but they were like, "Every single one of them has been canceled," and I'm like, <laughs> "What? What are you guys gonna do?" And it's
0: and it's not easy to get your money back out of an airline.
1: Linda, do you see bookings for? And in other words, are people booking way ahead of time because between now and maybe the end of year, the year to fall, I can imagine no one will be booking or very few people will be booking to have a wedding during that period of time. But are you seeing people booking now for maybe 2021 or uh, I guess 2022 would be too far out? Are you seeing bookings yeah. for 2021?
2: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of bookings for 2021 that I'm seeing uh, tons of them. actually, like that is the, the date for everyone right now. Um, 2020, for a lot of people, is, is just a no-go. They've you know cut out the rest of the year, but I definitely see a lot in 2021, um, especially from the international travel side. Um, local travel de- like domestic people are still you know, making their plans for, like I said, the fall. But when it comes to international, it, uh, it'll be the top of 2021 where I see the mass. Where I'm looking at reservations being made, or I'm, you know, hearing commentary online, it's it's definitely next year.
1: Yeah. And what 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 percentage do you see opting for virtual uh, weddings?
2: It's actually interesting. So with the virtual wedding side, you know, there's there's been a spike, um, but I wouldn't say that it's totally caught all the way on. Um, what I noticed that people that are, are used to being apart from each other, maybe a lot of military folks, the virtual wedding is not a problem for them. Um, what I'm seeing though, from a lot of people they are, they're traditionalists. They they still want to have everyone around, around them. Um, and they want to, And they want to still do, you know, have the big old to do. So really I'd say maybe, maybe like it's been, a, it's been, a I think, From what I understand, it's been like a 30 to 40 percent increase in just the business, the the web, web, mobile, mobile business that I was mentioning um, when I spoke to you guys last time. But I don't know if that's going to continue going forward next year. I don't know if it's going to be a trend to stay at this point, unless it's something, you know, medically necessary or you're a veteran or what have you.
0: You've actually touched on a couple other things that got my, that I was thinking about. You you mentioned earlier about how some of the vendors who support uh, the uh, bridal business and the honeymoon business have made an adjustment. The one person or group of people we have not discussed yet is wedding planners. What are they doing at a time like this other than probably applying for ppp loans to stay afloat uh, I, I mean they've really got to be suffering
2: they're they definitely suffering um but you know i've seen them turn it turn it around um i work with a, a great wedding coordinator um named uh, slomi carlo she uh was you know part of david Chatera's show uh, back in the day um just an amazing planner She's turned her business around in the sense that she's offering her expert commentary. She's doing virtual consultations. Um, she's doing a lot of media. Um, so, like, literally, they're they're doing thought leadership at this point, which I think is necessary for any business, but, it's, but with an event business, that's hard to do. So They've got the time now to actually go out there and share their expertise. So, when this all does come back around, they're the go-to person.
0: If the wedding planners could just hang in there until this stuff goes away, I think there's going to be a rush on their business like they have never seen before.
2: You know, it's funny. I've seen a lot of people. Like <laughs> We've been talking to a lot of friends, my husband and I. You know, we've been married 10 years now and going on 11 this year. And we we're talking to a lot. Of- Thank you. I haven't um, known anybody was- 10
0: years except for my kids.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're hilarious. Um, but we have friends of ours who, you know, they're forever bachelors or bachelorettes who are like, as "Soon as is over, I'm gonna get married." And I'm like, "Oh wow!" So I think this has sparked a lot of loneliness for a lot of people who are like, "I don't need nobody. I'm gonna be by myself for the rest of my life." I've seen a lot of them like, "I need a partner. I can't do this alone." And I'm like, "Yay! That's great!" Because you know, I'm a, I'm an avid believer in love. So at the end of the day, go out there and do it. Just you know. You know,
0: human beings are social creatures. You know, you know, my son works for a property management company in California and they're doing virtual everything now. But, you know, he was wondering, uh, you know, we had a really detailed this conversation the other day about the permanent changes to his industry. And I I said this and I truly believe this human beings are social by nature. Uh, The pressure that's being put upon us to reopen all the political nonsense aside is that we're social beings. We want to be around other people. I can only imagine going back to your point, Lynn, what the psychological damage is done to people who can't reach out and touch somebody else, especially single people.
2: Oh yeah. Now mental health is at an all time, uh, high of the need to, to really focus on mental health. Um, I think that this actually might be the thing that we needed for us to focus as a community as a whole on mental health. Um, you know, sadly, we're seeing a, a spike in, in a lot of different things from domestic violence to to suicide during this time. And and so I think this is a great thing that, you know, we can also use technology to help combat this. If people were, you know, too afraid to talk to someone in their family, you can use telehealth now and speak with a therapist online for, for cheap for a little 50 bucks or, you know, whatever your copay is. So. There's also like, you know, I've seen a lot of commercials, like I was seeing an HBO commercial yesterday, like the National Institute for Mental Health has partnered with HBO and all these different celebrities to talk about it's okay to feel frustrated right now. It's okay to be upset and nervous. All these things are normal. We need to embrace these things and realize that they're part of who we are as humans. Our mental health is just as important as our physical health.
0: Oh, absolutely. So I, so I have a solution for all of it. Go get married. Anyway, um, <laughs> on another, uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you have been working with a signature bride for six months now and you've tapped dance around it, but now I'm going to tell you to just come right out and say it. You were talking about the love conquers all sweepstakes. Give us the background on that and, and, and how it works. How do you apply? How do you become a part? How do you participate? Give us everything
2: sure so the love conquers all sweepstakes was created as a benefit to brides and grooms to be all over the world Um, we wanted to create a virtual wedding experience as well as a honeymoon in 2021 for anyone that wanted to sign up whose wedding was impacted because of covid so in order to to be able to receive the prize you already would have to have a set wedding date in play for 2020 um, and we were really looking for someone that was deserving. So we were really looking at, you know, who are our first responders or who was, you know, let go of their jobs, who there's a lot of couples that have lost. Both of them have lost both jobs um, and still haven't received an ounce of unemployment or a stimulus check to this day. um, And they're just struggling. So we really were looking for those couples. And so we just ended the first round of our, our contest uh, last week. Um, And we selected a lovely couple, um, Jocelyn and Stuart. They're out of uh, Bushkill, Pennsylvania. Um, They are going to be our Love Conquers All couple. And they have an amazing story. She is a nurse um, and he is a bus driver. And fortunately, you know, she had to take, let go of her, she's a hospice nurse. She had to stop her hospice nurse job so that she could take care of her daughter who who was sick. And so now here they are both out of work. We're planning to get married on the um, on the 19th of May, and had to basically postpone and cancel everything. The sadder part is she's got ailing parents, and they can't even go and see them at this point. So yeah. it's a lot for that entire family. So like I said, I was looking for an amazing story. And we, we found that we had hundreds of entries. Um, it was just great. And so the good thing is, like, I want to keep this going. And our vendors want to keep this going. Um, people love working with one another. Like I said, I think this brings back to humanity. I think we're all getting back to realizing that we need other people and we can't be selfish if we're going to continue to thrive as humans.
0: Wow. Um, The, uh, when is the couple planning on getting married? You said it was a virtual wedding. Did I hear that correctly?
2: Yes. So they're a virtual wedding. They are actually getting married. I believe it's May 30th, I think. Oh, that's... That's really coming up. So what I needed was I needed a few weeks for our vendors to get together. So what's going to happen is we are sending them, you know, their their virtual wedding. We have rings that are being given to them. We have a vendor that's giving, um, Fenty Beauty is doing a whole virtual um, makeup session with them. So I don't know if you're familiar with Fenty is owned by Rihanna. So we're super excited to have her on board. Um, We've got um, Hitch Switch, which is a great company that helps you legally change your name uh, like that. And we've got Rome luggage, which is another one that does like custom luggage. So you can create your luggage down from like the wheels to your outsides and interiors to look the way you exactly want them. And they literally get this back to you in 10 days. So we've got some amazing people that have joined on and they want to keep going. So I think we're going to redo this contest of one more time. We've decided literally be honest with you. As long as COVID has us locked down, we're going to keep doing this contest to give people weddings.
0: So they can be happy, simply their love. That is awesome. Tell us how uh, people uh, were able to participate in the program this time. Because I'm assuming you're probably going to keep the same model if you were to reintroduce this at a later date. How did, did they apply online? Did they write letters? How did they get in touch with you to even become part of the program?
2: Sure. So um, we, we started out with uh, our promotions on our Instagram channel, which is we're at Signature Bride on Instagram. Um, we've got a great audience of, of affluent black brides, which I, I love. Brides and grooms are just amazing. Just great, great engaged audience. From there, um, they had to go onto our website, which is signaturebride.net. And um, they just went on and applied. And they had to fill out a form that basically you know tells us a little bit about them, give us some background, and send us some pictures. so We know that they're obviously real people. Um, And then we went on to an interview process where we, you know, narrowed down those couples and started doing interviews and we found the best story that was compelling enough for all of us. And yeah. And there's so many great stories. I wish that we could have selected every single person that applied, but um, it's great. And then not only that for me, I want to see black love, you know, you can't be what you can't see. And you know, the reason why I even started working with Signature Bride, um, you know, before that, you know, I worked with Ebony and I've worked with Essence in the past. Um, I didn't realize there's only in the history of bridal magazine, there's only been seven, seven black brides on covers of major magazines in history. Seven. Oh, wow. And I was like, Oh no, no. You know, you need to see us. You need to see us and you know, also not classify us, you know, not thinking that people aren't affluent. Like that was a big deal for me. Like, you know, looking at like, you know, stop giving me every stereotype of what you expect you know us to be. We spend at least, we make up 23% of a $30 billion industry every year. Our money is valuable and it's there. You need to make sure that we're represented because the inclusion matters.
0: Yeah, it, it does matter. It, 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 the story you just told kind of reminds me of the days when Hollywood wouldn't produce a black love story. And, you know, as somebody who was and still is in the industry that used to drive me crazy they don't have a a, a difficulty making us comedians or or you know the the criminal but when it came to a honest to god black love story it was few and far in between so your point is definitely well taken
2: absolutely like and i think like you said i i i, I don't need we don't all need to be baby mamas or i dads or you know there's my parents were married for 40 years my husband's parents were married for 40 years um there's a couple out couples out there that do exist that, you know, were well-educated, well-traveled, you know, it, these people do exist, but you know, if you let, if you let the industry dictate something that they know nothing about, they're going to continue to perpetuate lies. And so it's up to us to be able to get out there and have our voices be heard I, I and not you. wait for anybody to pick it up.
0: I hear your sister preach. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, uh, so, tell uh, first of all, I have a favor to ask you. When this couple does get married, and I'm assuming you guys are gonna do a little write up on a little story, would you kind of let us know when it's available? Because I would like to put it on our website at TripCast360, so we could promote, you know, not only a signature bride but the couple too, and 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 let people know what you guys have done and the cause behind it and why and so forth. So that's a request, Dave and I are making. I'd be honored. So, yeah, that would be it. So, uh, so the website is signaturebride.net. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, last question. And this is kind of the typical media catch all question. Is there anything I forgot or Dave forgot to ask you that you need to share with us as regards to the, um, the wedding bridal and honeymoon business as it stands right now?
2: Um, Really what I want to make sure that, that I say when it definitely comes to the tourism and the bridal industry and tourism, the intersection, um, I really want to really stress the point to a lot of these tourist boards. I get pitched a lot for destinations. Um, and even, even from the destination side, even from, from bridal manufacturers, I need to see people of color in your photographs and in your videos. Um, I don't feel comfortable selling to any audience that, or especially my audience, if they can't see them being there. I don't want people to go somewhere where they feel uncomfortable for the color of their skin. So it's very, very important. I need to stress this enough. Please make sure that everyone is represented when you're doing your ads. Right now, I, I do still contribute. So I contribute to Signature Bride as a, as a writer, and I also contribute to um, a travel TV show called The, the Jet Set. Um, and so that, that's where you'll see me if I'm doing commentary on a destination or my last segment was on tasers. I don't know why they would send them to me. That was a bad idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you'd use them. <laughs>
2: oh, they're sitting right by my door. Come to my house if you want to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: don't roll up in here and think you're not getting out with some damage. just saying. Uh, okay. Well, then I appreciate this. Dave, that was some pretty good information about the uh, state of the bridal industry from uh, Lynn. I have to share something with you on a personal note. My girlfriend's uh, niece was supposed to get married in Denver in August. We just found out yesterday, as a matter of fact, that they have decided to cancel the wedding uh, and just go and do a justice of the peace thing with a witness and do their honeymoon later because everybody in the family would have had to board a plane to get to Denver and it just wasn't feasible and she didn't want to risk people being exposed to primarily the coronavirus on an airplane. So they they took the step of um, uh, of canceling the actual wedding itself and it, it, it's kind of sad in a way
1: because they've actually been planning this for over a year. That has to be very disappointing and our guests a couple of minutes ago touched on that. I can only imagine what it's what it's like after planning a wedding and for some folks a couple of years you paid the the catering hall. I mean there's so many other things like you just mentioned, your airline tickets, et cetera. That must be extremely disappointing. Yeah,
0: I, I'm glad that we 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 did not buy our airline tickets yet, but uh, you know both sides of the family live someplace else. And, and I know why they made the decision. I just feel bad for them. You know, they've been together for at least five years that I know of, and I know they've been planning this a long time. You know, they, yeah, they were waiting till just the right time because uh, the uh, groom was finishing his PhD and it just was, you know, it's just sad at the end of the day that they would have to do something like that.
1: It really is. But you know what? Some folks will tell you the wedding is just a ceremony. You know, what's in, what's important is the dedication that we have for each other.
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, you know, some people look at it that way. I, I'm probably one of those people who does. Um, but, you know, nothing ever places replaces uh, a bride and, and groom getting married for the first time. So hopefully they'll figure out a way to not necessarily recreate the that experience for family and friends to enjoy, but to, um, uh, you know, just be comfortable with the decision that they made. And uh, I, I do know that they are planning for 2021 to just have like a, a, a reception. Um, I don't know if it's in Denver or not. They're still planning that out. But uh, it was just sad that they had to cancel the whole thing.
1: Yeah, most certainly. And I was really struck by what Lynn said in terms of, Uh, folks are are choosing now to do virtual weddings. I mean, I can't even imagine uh, being a a groom and uh, I'm seeing maybe like two or three folks in the audience. And, you know... (laughs) I
0: mean, think about it. The the, the the, uh, contest that Signature bride put on, the people who won actually had to have a virtual wedding because of all this. I mean, it just, it seems strange to me that we're still in this environment. And, uh, you know, no one knows what the future is going to hold for the remainder of this year. But uh, uh, as I said, uh, during the segment, there's going to be a lot of pent up demand for uh, traditional weddings and travel once all this COVID nonsense is over.
1: Yeah. And do you think, do you think, Michael, that some couples will, once this is passed, once this has passed, that they will look to do the traditional wedding, inviting all their friends and family with all the, the you know, the food and the adult beverages, like we like we love to say?
0: <laughs> well, you know, Lynn, Lynn, as much as said that uh, during our discussion, and uh, I agree with her, I think at the end of the day, people are going to, pine for the more traditional wedding where they get to share it with family and friends. You know, as I said, during the segment, you know, human beings are social by nature. It's not this, this idea of uh, quarantining and self isolating. This goes against everything that makes up human nature. So I I can see us coming back and, and, and maybe even in a bigger way doing these weddings and things like that. Does that mean that people are going to wait to do weddings? Uh, Absolutely not. They're still going to do the virtual thing or do the justice of the peace thing so they can minimize exposure. But when it comes back, it's going to come back with a vengeance.
1: And I would imagine when you said come back, you're talking about COVID. Uh, None of us are looking forward to that again, you know?
0: No, we're not. I mean, I saw something today that they they because things have started to open up as we're talking about this in late May, early June. They're expecting a little bit of a spike over the summer months. But, you know, this fall is when it's um, really going to come back. Hence the reason why I asked the question uh, about Lynn looking in her crystal ball for 2021 to let us know what was on the horizon. Um, With that being said. Dave, why don't you tell, I know you touched on this at the beginning of, of the show, but why don't we touch on the new segment we're going to introduce in a couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, we'll be planning on uh, introducing a segment uh, called On the Lighter Side. And On the Lighter Side, like I said earlier in the show, it, it's it's really what the title says, On the Lighter Side. Everyone's been talking about COVID, indeed, we can't avoid that at this stage, Uh it has such an impact on travel—not just travel, but has an impact on weddings, like we uh, just discussed. And some some couples are probably sad that they have to either postpone or cancel their weddings. And and on the lighter side, we will we'll, you, you will we will feature stuff like uh, comedians trying to give a joke to lighten folks up. Uh, we will feature stuff that doesn't deal with the the sadness and the bleakness of COVID. So that's pretty much what we will, we, we will feature on the lighter side. I,
0: I think that's great. And, and in a couple of weeks, we actually have a mixologist on to uh, start to um, share with us how to make a few adult beverages that um, you can uh, uh, do from the comfort of your home. Just run to the nearest store and get the ingredient. So that's, that's, You know, the comedians, the mixologists, uh, we're going to have travel deals embedded into the lighter side. It'll it'll change from week to week. But we do want to let you know it's coming, because as we said at the beginning of the show, I think we're all tired of talking about COVID. So we want to give you something to take away from the show um, from us as well. So uh, look forward to that. And and we hope you uh, look forward to that as well.
1: Yeah, so please, uh, please subscribe because I know that you will have some fun. You will enjoy on the lighter side. So stay tuned, stay tuned, uh, subscribe to our platform and uh, we are looking forward to that as well.
0: And that leads me to uh, wrapping up today's show. Again, uh, if you have any travel stories you'd like to share with us, by all means, you can email your travel stories to contact at TripCast360.com. For some of you, you may even get a chance to appear on our show uh, to share that travel experience with Dave and I. So again, send those stories to us at contact at TripCast360.com. Tell all your friends to subscribe. We are on every platform that I know of that uh, does podcasting. So find us at TripCast360 and please have your uh, friends and everybody subscribe to our show. And you can also follow us on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And lastly, our website, tripcast360.com. We are actually going to start producing a newsletter soon. If you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you will actually see a sign-up form and I will eventually change the website so it pops up for you so you can see it right when you log on to our our website. And lastly, uh, all of our shows are listed on our website at tripcast360.com. You'll see an episode link in the menu bar at the top of the page and you can browse not only this episode, But all the other episodes that we are going to produce in the future, plus our previous ones as well. So, with that being said, uh, for Dave, this is Michael Gordon Bennett, and we look forward to seeing you next time on Tripcast 360.